Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. The Reds got back to winning ways with a 2-0 win over Wolves at Anfield to move up to 6th in the Premier League. Second half goals from Van Dijk and Salah were enough to seal the three points, while the overall performance carried plenty of positives to take into the weekend's big game against United. I'm Chris Smith and joining me to discuss this one and to look ahead to Sunday are Paul Natten and TLW editor Dave Usher, both of whom have just got in from Anfield. Um, Dave, I thought that was pretty good for the most part. Some decent performances all over the pitch and we could have won by a few more. What did you make of it? Yeah, it's easy to say because we won, but I, I thought we played well. You know, I, It wasn't a brilliant game. Um, I thought the first half <clears throat> we were a bit unlucky. I thought we played some decent stuff at times. It just wasn't quite there, and you can see it's a team that's like you know lacking a little bit of confidence. Um, but the second half was better, and we reacted really well to the the disallowed, um, disallowed Darwin goal. That that really could have just because it took the air out the building completely. That you know the the crowd went quiet for a bit after, and it could have had a real negative uh, effect on us. But I thought the players reacted well to that, and then once we were one nil up confidence is, is higher and we've scored a great second goal and overall you know Wolves had maybe one shot um, early in the first half other than that didn't really threaten I thought we dealt with the counter attacks well uh, stopped them at source most of the time and if they, they did get in behind we defended it well um, some nice stuff going forward just wasn't quite there but you know Harvey puts that header away in the first half and I think it's a completely different game I think we run out comfortable winners, so uh, overall, yeah, n- not really much to to not be happy about. I thought it was like, as you say, good individual performances, decent team performance, and made up with the win because that's what we need. You know, it's performances are all well and good, but we've we've got to got to get points, and we've got ten from twelve now. So, I mean, I said after the the Palace one, although it's like it's an awful game, not a great performance. If we beat Wolves, ten points from twelve, you know we're, we're all we're all okay with that. You know, maybe you can ten points from twelve isn't great if you're chasing Man City at the top of the league as we have been for you know the last five years. But we're going for fourth, you know that's fine. If we can keep up like the, this pace, um, we'll cruise fourth. Ten from ten from every twelve from now to the end of the season. I'm not saying we're going to do that, but you know, it's, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we don't we don't need to win every game, is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. the odd draw, even the odd defeat, is not going to be catastrophic. Um, more wins like tonight, uh, with games where you're supposed to win, make sure you win, and it's fine. So yeah, all in all, pleasing night. Good stuff. I mean, Paul, it's easy to say that this was only Wolves. They're they're struggling down at the bottom end of the table, but they they battered us three weeks ago. So to come out tonight and and put in a decent performance and sort of nullify their threat, and as Dave say, say defended well and put in some good performances all over the field, um, was quite encouraging. Uh, What did you like about it? Yeah, I thought it was... um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, come away feeling great, really. You know, it's 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 good to good to get a, a win at Anfield. Good to have some goals in the second half. Um, yeah. Good to see some goals at the cop end. Um, I, I the first half was, don't know, not very enjoyable. Really, tempo was a bit one paced. I felt like we weren't getting Darwin into the game enough. Certainly, the first half hour at least, we were a little bit better. Sort of last ten minutes of the first half. Um, it was a little bit frustrating, I think, that the tempo just wasn't there. Um, but then I also, took, at that point, just took stock a little bit and thought, but actually, if you look at them individually, everyone's playing well. Yeah. There was there were not no individual was 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 uh, was struggling or having a bad game. 
So it's one of them where you just think, no, it'll come, it'll come. I, I certainly don't think Wolves looked anything like as threatening as they were uh, when we last played them. They just, they, they look, I don't know, didn't have, didn't offer much at all. Very, very little threat. I think some of that was because we were more compact, uh, better organised, um, and I, I think Dave was saying, you know, just just cut off a lot of their uh, a lot of their um, balls forward at source. You know, we were we just seemed to be much more at at the you know the the, the nitty gritty stuff that's that's not very showy that you don't really notice when it's done well. I think we, I think a lot of that was done much better. The midfield three, um, yeah, yeah, and winning the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me, absolutely. I think. Going into the game, I was a little bit worried about. I mean, we, we were actually chatting before, and me, Dave, and John, and uh, and then Dan. Yeah, I think Dan was there as well. When we were talking about this, um, just talking about how we we just a lack of power um, in midfield as a concern in general this season. Um, you know, moving forward into next that needs addressing, um, and then I also felt particularly with the two kids in there um, that that could get exploited tonight, but that just wasn't the case at all. Um, I thought Harvey and Bajetic both put in really good performances. Um, I think Harvey. I don't know. I was. I thought Harvey was superb. I thought, thought he was really good. Match. Yeah, he was yeah, good. yeah. I think there's an argument for that. Definitely. Um, really put a shift in. Really, um, you know, I, I think I, I, I think he's very much aware of how he can be out muscled sometimes, and he was, he was, he's, he's, he's definitely trying to compensate with a little bit more aggression in terms of his closing down and his pressing. Uh, I still think he needs to put on a little bit of a bit of body mass. He needs to do a trent and grok out a little bit, or, or actually more appropriately, probably do a mo and just get that core strength so he can protect the ball a little bit better. But mm-hmm. um, I, 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 it didn't, you know, he looked, he looked really good tonight. Um, in, in that regard he wasn't out muscled at all I don't think he, he didn't get bullied at all had some good chances um, I think I think the missed header was disappointing but uh, you know I thought he had a really good game so yeah very encouraging I just I suppose I think just talking about the, the, you know how we came more into it in the second half the frustration was when you're looking at the front three in the first half you know you just want to see a bit more created you know I think very much again we said before the game and it's a point Dave made on the pod a couple of weeks ago that if we're going to get top four, really, it's the um, it's probably going to be the forwards that will get us there. Um, they'll score us the goals, although we, we do seem to be racking up the clean sheets at the moment, which is nice. Um, but the fact that we weren't creating that much and we weren't really involving Darwin too much is a bit frustrating. Mm. But setting off, not a problem at all. You know, we we um, you know we kept, I think everybody improved, created a little bit, more, created quite a lot more actually. Um, but Trent, but Trent had a good game. Really good. Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, overall just really encouraging. Not one where you come away, Chris. I don't think where you kind of like buzzing and excited. One of those where you come away, and the more you think about it, the more sort of quiet, quietly satisfied you are. Maybe even a yeah. little bit impressed as well, given the context, you know. And, and I suppose that's probably. I think I'd rather be there at the moment rather than coming away buzzing after the season we've had. Because if you're coming away buzzing after the way things have been going, you'd be thinking, is that just a one-off? Yeah. But the fact that it feels like we're just starting to get a little bit of momentum feels feels quite satisfying, really. I still think, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not jumping ahead here. I, I still think, because I know we'll talk about it in more depth later, I still think Sunday's very concerning. But I certainly feel, coming away tonight, that, you know, we are starting to find a rhythm. We're starting to find a groove. The players individually and collectively are finding form. Um, the clean sheets are racking up. We're scoring. So, yeah, great. Very, very satisfying three points, I think. Mm-hmm. Good. 
I think, Dave, from my perspective, some of the difference tonight between compared to some of the games that we've seen in, in recent weeks, I thought that we had a lot more control over everything. Like this, It never seemed like situations were getting away from us. We didn't really seem like we were on the back foot and everything. And I thought we just defended quite well as a team tonight. And the midfield was um, pretty essential on that. And I've given him so much stick over the last few weeks this season and back into last season really yeah. as well. But... I thought Fabinho was really, really good he and was. really integral to what we were doing tonight. So I'd just like to crack open a beer in Fabinho's honour because that he was really good tonight. Um, I'm going to have a roast dinner in Almost got himself sent off. Sorry? <laughs> I'm going to have a big roast dinner in his honour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad idea at half 11 at night. But, um, but yeah, like just just good, good on the ball and good coming to meet. The, the the ball when it was when it was uh, when it was cleared and getting us back on the front foot again, and uh, yeah, if he can keep this up, then you know perhaps he can still turn the corner because I thought it was a bit premature when you guys were saying after Everton and after Real Madrid that he was kind of you know looking more like his old self and Stu said like he was you know kind of might have been our best player and it, it's always a little bit eye eyebrow raising when your best player is your defensive midfielder and you've been battered. 5-2 and completely overrun but tonight I genuinely did think he had a really good game yeah I agreed with Stu I, I gave him man of the match in the uh, match report for that game uh, the only thing he did wrong was just when he got caught in possession and uh, Modric robbed him and he should have fouled him and he didn't but no I, he's he's definitely been much better the, the last few weeks and I thought he had a, a really good game tonight uh, the whole midfield did you know I think Pajetic kind of had his balls cut off a little bit with that fucking mm -hmm. ridiculous yellow card early on. You know, that Paul Tierney, I just don't want him anywhere near our games. He's terrible. I don't know if he's like that in, in other games or if he's just like, like with us or what, but he's just terrible. I mean, that was just a, a, such an unnecessary booking that he gave there. I mean, it's his first foul. Mm. It's not a bad foul. It's not in a dangerous area of the pitch or anything. It's like yeah. you just give the free kick and you say, all right, kids, you know, Calm down a bit. Next one, you might be in trouble. You don't give him a yellow card for that. Because after that, you can visibly see for the rest of the game, Bajeta's just not putting tackles in because he knows. He's like, oh, I I'm, I'm, can't put my foot in here. He still he played well. He pulled one late on, didn't he, Dave? Yeah. He, there was he, one he, second half where he pulled out because he was on a yellow. And there's a couple where the crowd wins thinking, uh-oh, he's going to go in. And he, he that didn't. That came across on TV. Yeah. And that, <laughs> the you know, one by the touchline. Very mature. That, like, you know, he, he didn't. Yeah, it was by the touchline. It was by where, where I sit, yeah. He didn't dive in, and I'm like, you know, that that's good that he didn't, but he shouldn't be in this position where he's having to even think about that because, the, you know, just the overly officious referee. I mean, it was just ridiculous. It pissed me off because I knew it was going to affect how he was going to play, and he'd started the game like a fucking house on fire, by the way. He was fantastic. Did you see the way he took that ball? So. I think... Was but, it Canate or, or Fabinho, which fired a ball at him really yeah, hard? It was. It was and he uh, took it on the turn. It was Allison. Oh, was it Al yeah. oh, no, it was Allison, you're right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a touch that was. I know. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, he was playing so well. And the tackle he'd done when like, he had to chase back in the 1v1 from, like, I think we'd had a corner. Yeah, he's the, he's the, the last man back from our corner. That's right. And he tried to get that Nunes in, like a ball over the top, and he just does that fucking boss slide tackle. That's um, when you can see the former centre-half in him, I thought. That's the first time I've looked at him and thought, oh, yeah. He used to play centre half when he made that tackle. I thought, yeah, yeah. No, you can he see your upbringing. It, it just it pissed me off that he got that book, and it was so like so harsh, and it does affect the way he plays the rest of the game. Uh, I still thought he had a good game. I just feel like that just neutered him a bit. Um, 
but the midfield's really good. As I say, I thought Harvey was our best player tonight. I thought like his, his work rate was just fantastic. He was really inventive, good on the ball. Um, just a shame he couldn't have put away one of the chances he had because that performance deserved the goal. But just going back to the first half, I think like you know I totally agree that like the the, the tempo was was too low. I said that at half time, um, talking to the lads underneath, like and you know I said like maybe four or five times in that half. We upped the tempo and like maybe it usually only happened when we won the ball in their half. You know, Fabinho mm-hmm. will nip in front and get a toe in, and then we're suddenly on the front foot. Whenever we did that, we looked good. But when we weren't doing that and we were just passing it around, it was the tempo was was too low and we weren't hurting wolves at all. But every good moment we had was just when we played with that little bit of extra zip. But it's I think it's like it's spot on. What you said, Paul, about everybody was playing well, even though the this team performance wasn't like exhilarating. We weren't creating loads of chances or anything. When you just looked around, like nobody was struggling. Everybody seemed yeah. to be like playing well. Darwin wasn't really in it much, but it, it wasn't really through any fault of his own. Um, I thought Jota was a bit hit and miss in the first half, but he was trying to get involved. And I thought in the second half, Jota looked like. You know the old Jota. Thought he much better, excellent. Much in the better, yeah. Half. yeah. Really yeah, lively, um, getting himself involved, running at people, just making a nuisance of himself. So that was really good to see. But nobody played badly, you know. So even though like it, it was it was a bit of a slog. It was nil nil. We'd not created that much. As you say, you know, you didn't feel terrible about it because individuals w- w- looked pretty good. Uh, so that was that was like a, a big plus from tonight was that just everybody performed to a a good standard. I mean, I didn't think anybody was like sensational by any means, but everybody looked confident, knew what they were doing. The shape of the team was good. Um, I, you do have to take into account that Wolves were not particularly ambitious. They weren't exactly as bad as Everton, but the you know they they weren't really showing too much. Um, I thought they did do in the second half though the substitutions that he made kind of gave off the impression that like their, their manager was thinking, okay, you know, we can nick this here. Because he started bringing on attacking players and taking off a midfielder. So, you know, he brought uh, Triori on at half-time, then he brings on Pudence and, um, what's the other lad's name? Uh, Zhao, Zhao something, um, a young forward player, uh, Zhao Felix or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, they had, like, an, an attacking line up there like for probably like the last half an hour of the game maybe that helped us maybe it just opened things up just that little bit more for us uh but you know we took advantage goal disallowed probably the right decision from what i've been told i've not not seen it seen it back but i think the giveaway for me with that was like everybody was like celebrating like mad except jota and it, it was like <laughs> he kind of knows that uh, this is a bit iffy you know darwin's absolutely giving it the beans um, doing that thing again where he's like punching himself on his injured shoulder <laughs> now I, I don't know if that is his injured shoulder but it doesn't matter because even if it's not he then follows it up with this like you know triple fist pump with his other bad arm I'm like you know if you've got a, an injury don't be doing that <laughs> you know just just chill out a little bit so I, I, I'd like to think that that means his shoulder's not that bad but he did that against Real Madrid didn't he and then he misses the next game because of it, so oh, don't say that. Dave. Hopefully, he's not Fucking aggravated up. anything ahead of Sunday. But you know, <laughs> someone needs to tell him, oh, just just chill out a little bit. You've got a bad shoulder. Take it easy. Um, 
know, Tony Uruguayan striker to go down. Yeah, that's not going to go it's well. Right to, that's like I telling, know. well, I won't, I won't say it because, <laughs> but it's like, you know, telling your angry wife to calm down. It's like red rag to a ball is the worst yeah. thing you can possibly do. Yeah. But oh, it's a shame his goal didn't count because I, I would, I would have liked him to have gotten a score sheet. Like, think, um, you know, the, the more he scores, the better his confidence is going to keep. It was quality as well. It was really yeah, composed, uh, lovely touch and finish. And he did a lot of good things as well in the second half. Like, he, he had that boss run down the left, just the cross was too close to the keeper. But I just love watching him. I mean, even when like mm-hmm. he's not doing that much, like in the first half, he still has like that. Because I thought Jota completely overhit that pass. And Darwin still manages to get there before it runs out and dig out across yes, and Harvey agreed. should score with the header. But like yeah. that's a couple of times that we've seen that. Because what there was one a few weeks ago where it looked like the pass had been overhit and yeah, true. And Almost he got the same there place, and he cut it, it back. Yeah, so you know there's there's no lost causes with him, is it? Because he's just so fast, he can just get to everything. But um, I just love watching him, even when things aren't like going great. You just know he's going to do something. Uh, do you know so, what a little frustration of mine with with Darwin is? Is I thought particularly in the first half we didn't look for the ball over the top at all. Wolves at times when when Allison had the ball were playing quite a high line, and I just thought every so often just have a little, just give him something to think about. You know, even if it doesn't come off, just change it up a little around. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. But I mean, you know, better on the side he used to make. I think yeah. sometimes though that that's a ball that Robbo looks for a lot. Robbo will play that ball down the line into space for, for Darwin to chase. Now, Costas has probably never played with him before. I, I think that might be the first time they've played together down that side. So you're not always going to have like that particular understanding. Um, but there have been like some good signs that that Robbo and Darwin have started to, you know, to, to get it together a little bit. So looking forward to that on Sunday. See what what they can do on that side. But I thought the right hand side of the team functioned well tonight. I thought like. Some of the interplay in the first half, like little one-touch passing, little balls around the corner, and that with Trent and Mo was like, didn't lead mm-hmm. to anything, but it was great to watch. You know, they, they looked like they were right on it. Yeah, good stuff. And just sticking with Darwin for a minute. I mean, if he if he gets his goal on Sunday, we'll. I'll talk about some more the whole podcast. If you want to dedicate well, the whole podcast to Mo Darwin, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> it's my favourite topic at the moment because I don't really enjoy talking about anything else. Right. Well, just one more thing that I noticed tonight that. He had a massive grin on his face like the whole night. Like his his smile is, I don't know. It's he's got this really infectious, like cheeky boyish smile that you wouldn't think he'd have by looking at him. And it was, you know, he had a big grin on his face all night tonight. Celebrated the goal with like loads of beans and everything, and and the ones that actually counted as well. And there were a few occasions where things didn't come off, and he had that like mo like smile on his face instead of sort of you know being grumpy with the fact that it hadn't come off and it was clearly Paul I just think he loves playing in Anfield and that's a that's a good sign for us yeah definitely and I just as I said before as well I just think the signs that he's he's uh, there's a bit more delicacy coming into his game I mean he's a very explosive player isn't he but I, I think there's a bit more touch and composure starting to, starting to be seen now and I, I just feel like the understanding is beginning to come it's not he's not somebody I mean there's been a lot of change in the team hasn't there it's been a team that's also really badly struggled for for any sort of form or consistency um, but I just do feel like the signs are there that he's starting to click with various other players and also his own game is settling as well he's, it's obvious that he he's, he buzzes off um, the, the reaction that the crowd give him at Anfield 
He loves the fact that his name gets chanted, and uh, I, you know, I think there's there's, I, there's there's a special relationship coming there. I think between between the uh, between the cop and him. Obviously, he just needs to uh, get into a real vein of goals. And, but I just feel it's coming. I feel it. I do feel it's coming. You know, you just see from game to game, the improvements are clearly there. Um, you know, he's got he's got all the makings of being a top class forward for us. I think um, it's just a matter of time, really. I, I feel at this stage. It'll come. It'll definitely come. And we talked about it just before we came on air, but you mentioned those more refined elements of his game that we're starting to see now. That little chest layoff to Harvey for his yeah, shot lovely, was like fantastic. Yeah. Really, really nice. So yeah, and the, uh, this, the thing that I think the thing that surprised me most about him from from looking at him just before I, I, I didn't know a huge amount about him before we signed him, but obviously watched a few bits and pieces when when we did. I hadn't. Um, really appreciated how good he is at picking out other players, you know, and, and the understanding that he has with Mo, I think, is really, is, is clear. You know, he looks for other players continually um, and, and his awareness of where they are is really good. I think he's actually quite, he's actually pretty precise with where he puts the ball when he's, mm-hmm. you know, when he's trying to play somebody else in. And there seems to be an understanding of where the other, where the, the other player needs the ball to be in order to work the keeper at the very least. You know, it's not just speculative stuff that he puts in. He plays, play, he plays people into really dangerous situations. Harvey probably should have done a lot better with that one. It, you know, he, he basically he put it on a plate for Harvey, really. You know, when he was, when he was, you know, the, the pass was definitely overhit by Jota and he was stretching, but he put it exactly where Harvey needed it and Harvey just totally misjudged it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think the, my initial impressions of him being very, very raw, I think are becoming tempered a little now. I think he's starting to, he's, the, the rough edges are starting to come off a little bit and he's starting to find a groove and I, I, I do think there's a real, real player in there. He's very exciting, definitely. really exciting player. Yeah. And Dave, as you, as you were saying last week, um, just to go from Paul's point there about um, how he's laying people on with a lot of precision, you guys were talking about how he's um, second or something in the XA stats, the expected assists. I mean, yeah. that only goes to prove that point. Like He crossed in for um, Harvey's header tonight. He laid on the other one as uh, as well, the shot that the keeper saved well. So, yes, yeah. some good stuff on the assist front as well. And hopefully the goals do come um, on Sunday. Um, so, to go back to the start of the game, I thought it was quite open in the first few minutes, some good situations for both teams, uh, and then it got to like about half an hour, and I, I kind of thought that our tempo was okay until Wolves had that lengthy injury delay for the for the mid for the midfielder like midway through the actually I think it was the it was the left back yeah he went off and. Um, and I thought that killed the momentum, and then the crowd got a bit flat, and then there was a little five-minute period where there was the players and the manager got a little bit head shaky. Did you guys in the stadium feel that? Was it starting to get a little bit tense, or was everybody yeah, still kind of it, okay with how it, it was, was going? It, I think you're spot on there, Chris. It was exactly that moment. You're right. It was around the uh, it was around the, the point when the when he when the the left back went down. Do you know what? Just on that point, has there been a rule change in terms of injured players this season? Because it seems to me that no one gets asked to leave the pitch anymore. Yeah, he was right on the touchline, wasn't he? They could have mm. just rolled him over. I mean, I, I honestly, I think that's been a consistent factor all season, where the tempo of the uh, tempo and flow of games has been broken by players getting treated on the pitch. You know, has that rule changed? It used to be that you only say you only stop the game if somebody had a head injury, um, and if you were injured, and you needed treatment, you go off the pitch. 
I mean, we've seen a succession of players. It seems like week after week, you see somebody who's down for a minute, two minutes, and then they get up and walk off. You know, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. And, the, and of course, the referees are saying, "Yeah, we'll have the time on." And we are seeing in the league that some loads of games seems to be having five, six, seven minutes added on at various points. But it, it's not really about the time for me. It's about what it does to the flow of the game and the tempo. It, it kind of makes it more stilted, and it stops stops us particularly, I think, getting into our rhythm. Has, has there been a real change, or what, what's not going that on I with know it? Of. No, no, I haven't heard that. Just Paul T. Well, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think we've seen it a few times this season. But coming back to your point, Chris, I think that you're spot on. That was exactly the moments, and it did. I mean, I was getting a bit touchy myself, and it was doing my head in a little bit. It was annoying that the uh, that the tempo wasn't really there, um, and that's that's probably you know I said earlier. I got to the end of the first half and I took stock and actually thought, well, hang on, everyone's actually playing pretty well. Um, I, I took, I took the, you know, I, I actually had to remind myself to, to think about um, the individual performances, which um, I, I think, I think just that tempo thing created a false impression. Really, I think actually we were playing some pretty decent stuff, even if there wasn't a huge amount of end product to show for it. You know, when um, the, the left back went off, like. We seen that Eight Nori was coming on, and like me and John were saying, oh, you know, we like him, decent player that Eight Nori, and um, like who's who's actually playing left back then? And then I went, oh, it's uh, it's Bueno. I went, he's good, <laughs> and I thought that, and I'm laughing, and John didn't get it. He went, yeah, yeah, he's he's all right, he's not bad, and I was just pissing myself laughing, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, <laughs> well, Johnny gets tortured sat next to you. I know. You got him again. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make a theme of it now. Oh, uh, it is relentlessly. The original tonight, John should have been sat in my seat, and um, your dad should have been sat with you because it was this. This was supposed to be the Saturday game, wasn't it? When the yeah. when the Queen popped her clog, yeah. so he would have got away with that one, and your dad would have had to put up with it. But my all dad those would have years, probably been like, the one cracking that gag. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, all of those years, you've been talking about the stuff your dad comes out with during the game, but it's really been you all along. Yeah. Never mind. Or at least the acorn don't fall very far from oh, the tree I'm anyway. definitely funnier than me, Dad. Come on. Mm. Mm. I know who I'd prefer to sit next to anyway. I'd take Eddie's experience and wisdom all day long over... No, uh, you'd be listening to him, like, just going on about Alison the whole his game. Taste, his taste in goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah but there was yeah. a couple... And, and you know what? It's it's rubbed off on me to some extent because I'm not comfortable when Alison's got the ball at his feet. I'm just not. I'm I'm always just like waiting for him to do something like dodgy. And there was a couple tonight that had me going, oh, "Fucking hell, I'm glad my dad's not sat here because <laughs> I could just I could hear him. You know, I know exactly what he'd be saying. Um, but yeah, Alison with his feet, uh, it is. It's it. it does, I'm not comfortable. Well, you're not you're not alone, Dave. He's absolutely amazing at everything else. But when the ball's at his feet, I'm always like, oh, just like he, there was one, and he just put it out of play. He just like tried to knock it towards Costas. It went over his head, and people were like, oh, and I'm like, no, that's fine. I'm completely <laughs> fine with that. I'd yeah. much rather him do that than try and play like so. Like at, at times, it's like he thinks he's Thiago. He's like trying to like thread little passes through. I'm like, no, just don't, don't be doing that. And I was told to do that, like told to play off in a back, but fucking hell, it just has me heart, my mouth too too many times. Do you remember like Everton under Allardyce when they'd have Pickford just boot the ball out of play deliberately? Yeah, like that's that's kind of what we want in this situation. 
just, just be seeing how far up the field he could kick it. It was yeah. just like rugby union, wasn't it? Kicking <laughs> the touch. And he'd be celebrating if he'd beaten his last one. He'd be like getting back to 10 yards. You know, when you oh, watch man. Pickford, though, it's like, I always think this. It's like, when the ball comes to Pickford, it's coming to his feet. He's got like a little bounce, like an excited bounce. It's, you know, that's like the highlight <laughs> of his game. He just loves being able to just like kick the ball as far as he can. And you see him like he'll do it and he'll admire it. He'll watch the flight like it's a golf shot or something. And it's, I just like to, I'm watching him and, I'm, and I can put myself in his head because I can see what he's thinking. And it's like the highlight of his game is when he gets to just show, look at me, look at my left foot, watch me just fucking ping this ball. And it's like, it's, there's definitely something not right about him. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's something, like he's on the spectrum of something. I don't know. There's definitely something not right about Jordan Pickford. And the fact and that he's, he's just signed a new contract with Everton, just <laughs> that, even that tells you there's something not right there. That's a weird one, that. Why would you do that? He's far too know, good for yeah. them. Why Why is he doing that? Bizarre. For me, he's just got that, like, that demeanour of the, of the kid, of the weird kid who liked being in goal. At school, who eats that he's never quite grown out of. Like who eats crayons? <laughs> he always looks like he's probably got a snotty nose and he's wiping it on his sleeve all the time. He's that kid. Mm-hmm. And his shit haircut doesn't help either, does it? Yeah. He, he looks like he's got a haircut from school as well. Oh, he's yeah, mad that he put a bowl on his head. That's my fault. It. I've just somehow just like got onto Pickford, and I don't even know how. Because we're got, talking about Alton's kicking. Yeah, uh, they got beat four yeah. 0 tonight as well. So they did, didn't they? That, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure why he signed that new contract though. To be honest, like he's got plenty uh, there more. There must be a, to come, hasn't he? There must be a, a buyout clause or something. He's, there he's must be a fee that he can go yeah. for. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Anyway, second half, right? We come out and it's much more lively, like from the off, straight away. Um, a nice little move involving Trent. Like, and, and I thought Trent was like really at it tonight. Yeah. I'm not sure if yeah, word got back to him about people talking about his body language. But he looked really at it. There was uh, a lot more sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just composure and conviction about everything he did tonight, more than we've seen in recent weeks. And he wasn't threatened that much defensively, but there were some real touches of class scattered throughout the evening. And I I thought he had his best game in a long time, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love Trent. I absolutely love him. Um, And I, I think he probably is our most talented player. I think he's absolutely sensational. And I think a lot of the some of the sloppiness that we've seen this season was 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 um, thankfully missing from his game tonight. Um, there was none of the overly ambitious stuff or the stuff which is you know too casual. Not none of that was there. Um, he just seemed focused, really. He seemed constant, like he was concentrating, really, really concentrating. And and you know he was putting a shift in physically. One, I, I thought he had a really good game. I thought he was superb. One thing I thought was really strange was why Klopp 
brought him off so late on. It was bizarre. I, I thought, you know, if he was going to do it, why not? Because clearly he wants to protect him, I guess, for, for Sunday. Why not do it as soon as the second goal went in if he's bringing Milner on for him? You know, it, it, I think he went off with only about three minutes left or something Probably, crazy like that. Usually those late subs is just to get, like, an ovation from the crowd. Mm-hmm. So it may have just been, you know, because he played well. They're like a really good game. I mean, I've said Harvey's man of the match. It could easily be Trent, to be fair. It's yeah, a I mate. thought Trent was... I need to sleep on that before the match report because I I might give that to Trent because he he was he just did everything really well, you know. And popping up in different positions as well, and and not being caught, and and pressing hard, you know. He 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 was making he was overlapping overlapping motor press. It was the front man pressing on at least three occasions, Um, and I just thought, yeah, I thought I, I thought he was really really good. Well, I who, think, uh, who went off with Trent? It was double. Was it was it Darwin as well? Uh, yeah, it was. Wasn't it Milner? Did Milner and Bobby come on at yeah. the same time? Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was Darwin. Yeah, it was and Darwin. Said, I think that was just to to milk the applause. I think. Ah, that, maybe that's probably why. Well, while, while we're talking about one fullback, I want to just mention the other one as well. I thought Costas was really good, and I thought best game um, of the season. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought he. I thought he just basically had a Darmashuri in his pocket, really, unless there was something I missed at the other end. I thought he handled him for strength. Uh, he didn't get his position and was really good, so that so that Jory couldn't really exploit his pace. Yeah. Um, I th- and, and I thought he was absolutely sensational on the second goal. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was brilliant. Where Gakpo sort of like p- plays a little ball through and he knocks it into the space and runs on, exploits his pace, and then crosses it for Mo. I thought he, I thought he was superb. I just thought he had a really really good game. He did. Um, yeah. He's actually it's you know you look at him and there's times where you think. How are you our backup left back? You know, there's mm. times when you think is he's actually he's too he's too good um, to be a to be a backup. So I think we're really lucky to have him the way when he has uh, when he can put in performances like the one he did tonight. Yeah. Um, it's really reassuring actually. And I suppose the other thing as well is comes back to a point we've been making. Various of us have been making on the pardon in the in the group chat over the last few weeks is that. Um, it actually helps Robbo, doesn't it? It puts it puts pressure on him for his place. Mm-hmm. Also gives him a rest, and a Trent yeah. could probably do with the same on the other side. I think Jules was making the point the other day that, um, and I'd made it in the group chat um, last week that you know Trent does need some genuine competition. Um, it's just great to see that it you know we've got that on the left, and it seems to be working really well because Robbo's had a good season. One of the few's had a really good consistent season, and um, Costas. Um, is, is coming into the team and, and, and playing well like he did tonight so yeah I, I was really impressed with Costas tonight I just thought it was important to say that because I think Adama Traore coming on at half time like he does there it's one of them where you're thinking and I know he's a very hot and cold player more cold than hot but even so he does have some some basic attributes which could be a threat and I just thought he dealt with him comfortably There was one in particular um, down by the by the touchline where he saw him out for the goal kick and I'm sure you guys will recall that the big ovation he got for doing that it's no small feat like Costas isn't exactly a big lad and another thing as well um, he's barely played like we've barely seen him for weeks Robbo's been you know yeah. starting game after game and that's six assists for Costas this season now really? like he is it? Six. six? yeah wow so he's no that, slight that's to more that than, either that's more than Robbo and Trent isn't it? I don't know, to be I honest. I just been. saw a tweet before we came on from um, Dave... What's his name? Dave O.C. Cop. What's, what's that guy's name? His actual name? 
No idea. You just David see on Twitter. O'Connor or whatever. But he's like got three hundred and seventy six thousand followers on Twitter, and I see him pop up all the time. But anyway, six assists for Costas tonight. Um, did really well at both ends of the field, and it's a, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Sunday in a bit. But like, it's a massive bonus for us to have Robbo fresh as a daisy for that game on uh, yeah, definitely. On Sunday, definitely. Um, and yeah, like, well, um, should we talk about the goal? The goals then, because um, we thought we'd taken the lead like half an hour before the end. Um, great run through from from Jota Dave. Um, one of those where he sort of like weaves his way through the defence and gets a lucky bounce here and there. And you, you think he's going to have an opportunity to shoot. It doesn't work out, but the ball breaks for Darwin. Nice touch finish. Knocks it in. But, um, you know, as you said before we came on the air, um, you know, Jota's the only one who doesn't really celebrate that goal. And it turned out for good reason because there, there probably was a, a foul there in allowing Darwin to get on the ball. Yeah, I haven't seen it back. So I'm just going on what other people have said. And I... I... Klopp disagrees. Klopp doesn't think it was a foul, but um, most of the people seem to think they're not surprised it was disallowed. But <clears throat> I just think it kind of got Jota going again. You know, just the run. It just it, that was what like Jota was doing when he was really at the top of his game, and you weren't really sure how he'd do it because he's not that quick or anything. But like he just seemed to go past people. Um, like bustling, isn't he? Yeah, when he does that, and like that, when he's at his best, he does that. Like he can just have those runs where like people just can't get it off him, and he'll carry it like forty yards. So it's like really good to see, and um, lovely finish. Unfortunately, like it, it gets ruled out. But then on the the first goal, I thought Jota was brilliant again. I mean, like the it's not an easy thing to do that. You know, he's he's alert to the I rebound, don't think he had any right to do it, Dave. I thought the, it was the really cross good to keep like, it Yeah, the, the cross is just outstanding. Right on Virgil's head. Uh, tremendous. Like, really, I appreciated really just how much Virgil asked the first attempt. It came off his shoulder, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Jota. I mean, Jota absolutely pings it back into where he knows mm. Virgil is. It's a great, great ball in. Yeah, um, yeah it's a really good goal, that. And, um, you know, Verge gets on the score sheet and I thought he had a good game tonight. He looked more like his dominant self. And I, I think yeah. I know what's happened there. He's gone off to that FIFA event where everybody's told him how great he is again. He got and picked it's done in the team of the year, didn't he? <laughs> I know. The only centre-back. Yeah. They had this, like, weird formation with one centre-back. That's, that's mad, that formation, yeah. isn't it? But that's, I think that's going to be the key up. with him. We just need somebody around Verge telling him how great he is all the time so he doesn't get his back up about being criticised. Yeah. And then he's going to perform better and, you know, scores the goal and plays well tonight. And the, the I think the official poll, uh, the Twitter poll that the, the club put out, Verge was given man of the match. And I'm not sure I'd go along with that, but Virg it's was good to see match. him playing well. No, That's, I mean, I thought he played yeah. well, but he didn't He didn't have a huge amount to do. I mean, obviously he got his goal. I thought there was other... I, no, I thought he played well. I don't, want to, I don't want to kind of like put a scorn on it, like, but I just thought yeah. there were other players who were... All the players who are far more deserving of that award. No, he had a good game. He had a good game. Strange one. This is the you know the 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 poll the club puts out. So you've got like all and sundry Uh, voting on it. So, um, but um, the internet hoards. Beg your pardon. (laughs) The internet hoards. Yes, the yes the masses. The the Twitter twats. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm um, surprised Peter didn't get it. (laughs) <laughs> it was a Twitter vote. He wasn't even on the bench tonight. Where Shoe was he? Was he hit refresh on his on his Twitter poll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nabby, yeah. refresh. Nabby, refresh. Nabby, refresh. A knock. They said. Okay. 
yeah, that's bullshit. That, isn't he? he just doesn't yeah. fancy it. He just he definitely he doesn't fancy it. I think he's uh, he's he definitely he's definitely had enough now. I think he's on he's a he's a down tool stage. I think or not far off. Mm. He wasn't missed. Um, let's just say that. No, definitely not. And you know, speaking of people who were actually back in the team tonight, maybe I haven't been following this very closely. But when I saw the team announced, I was quite surprised to see Kanati back in there. I didn't think he was going to be ready yet. Um, and it was assure, reassuring to have him back in there as well. Um, I thought he had a decent game apart from that one time where he got completely had off on the touchline by Eight Nuri. It wasn't a foul. And Eight Nuri was like running through on, you know, towards the six yard box. And Tierney it, it looked being soft, one of the. Uh, obviously it was you've... soft as anything. Yeah. It was soft as Pele's penis. But <laughs> may you rest in peace. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you, you can't believe you went there. No, I, I just. Well, I, I made the joke and then I realised that we lost to the great Pele recently. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you need new so, material because but... you, you can't use that one anymore. No, I mean, I mean, like, I'm gonna have to explain that now because people are gonna be they get all upset about it. His, his penis is not gonna be soft because he passed away like about 20 years ago. You're making he it worse. No, he passed away. His penis is soft because he did the erectile dysfunction commercial a few years ago, and there's nothing wrong with that either, you know. Um, but the commercial was brilliant because he goes, he would go, get help. I would. <laughs> Do you remember? I, I know oh, he did God. the advert, but I don't think I ever yeah. seen the advert. No, yeah. same. I've same. had an absolute tragedy there, haven't I? That's, <laughs> you really that's have, bad. yeah. You just spoken for about two and a half minutes about Pelly's yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway, it wasn't can I say it wasn't a f it was a soft foul. Softer than somebody else's penis. Um but um yeah, so that was a classic case of Paul Tierney being one of those, you know, archetypal referees who haven't played the game, not understanding how it works, and uh, we got away with one there. But apart from that, it was reassuring to have him in the team. And again, um, good news to have him on that right-hand side of the of the centre backs backing up Trent on yeah. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, it shows up that side of the pitch. Uh, he he probably could have played against Palace because he trained all last week, but I think they just were just a bit careful. Give him a bit of extra training time before they bring him back in, because um, yeah, he has been back in training for a little while now. So uh, it's a nice tune-up game for him tonight, and we're going to need him to be at his best because that side of the field is where they're going to be looking at getting him behind Trent with Rashford probably. So yeah, Canati's going to have like a a big job on his hands on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, Paul, we've. Briefly referenced the second goal that came quite quickly after the after the first and and the game was kind of over then really but um, Gakpo had come on then for um, who did he come on for um, Jota right Gakpo had come on yeah, for Jota that's right. and basically his first involvement in the game was that nice little one two with Costas who then laid it on for Mo and I suppose it's good as well that we we've got a sub coming off the bench who's having an impact because that's been an issue for us this season not only just because we haven't really had that fourth striker fit that often in the last few months, especially since the World Cup. But now we've got two of them and Diaz to come back as well, hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, in terms of Mo tonight, I didn't think he had a great game. I thought he was probably like bottom tier of of our performance tonight. I don't know if you guys would go along with that, but he got his goal and that's 20 goals for the season, uh, six years in a row, every season wow. since we've had him. Wow, what a player. I mean, he's in the all-time 11 for me, no doubt, nailed on. 
He's absolutely he's sensational player. Um, I, I, I th- did, was it a bit of a? I, I didn't quite see the finish properly. Was it a bit of a scruffy Off a finish? Thigh. Did it, uh, thigh was it? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I thought he did well to get into that position. Um, I, I just back. Yeah, I mean, just love Mo. I mean, what, what more is there to say about him? He's he's, he's fantastic. Um, and you know, good to see him still in the goals. You know, in, in what's clearly a, a poor season by everyone's standards. Um, just back on Cody, um, I, I thought Gakpo again when he came on didn't didn't come on and, and, and you know rip it up, but came on and, and just seemed to fit straight into the team. It felt to me like when he came on, he knew exactly what his role was, what he was supposed to do. And it, you know, sometimes when you get a particularly new player when they come on like that, it can things you can feel a little bit clunky, and it feels like you know the the, the flow of the game can be broken a little bit. But what there was the complete opposite. I thought that the game started to flow a little bit more when he came on. I thought he I thought he settled into his role really really quickly, and it strikes me that he's really starting to understand that position now. Um, and I certainly think I would be I would be probably starting him on on Sunday. Um, I think I think in, I think in, I think that's really important. With I'd have Mo and Darwin either side of him. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think he's he's starting to have the look of a player who I think could become really important for us. Um, I, I do. I mean, it is it is early days, very early days. But he looks to me like a, a more mobile version of Bobby, who potentially. I mean, this is it is it is potential at this stage because he hasn't really got firing for us. But based on what he'd done previously, potentially could be much more prolific than Bobby was. So, so that that bodes well, I think. Um, and I certainly think just the way he, he seems to be looking for other players and linking up with other players and understanding the movement the clock wants from him in that position. Um, we saw little signs of that today when he came on, and we've seen it building game after game over the last couple of the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, for me, I think. Uh, Definitely be starting Gakpo on on Sunday with Darwin on the left and Mo on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, just before we move on to have a, have a closer look at Sunday, um, I know there's one thing we talked about before we came on air. I'm trying to be a bit conscious of making sure we cover the stuff that we that we first talk about when we come on, and you know we tend to have this little five minute discussion before we hit record, where it's like, oh, do you see this? Do you see this? And then sometimes that can be conflated with discussing it in the podcast, and we'll remember afterwards that we we didn't even cover it and it happened with the Connor Cody thing last last the other week against Everton and that ended up with you having like an all-timer rant in your match report <laughs> yeah. if if you haven't read that yet you should definitely go back and read it because it's, it's one for the ages but um Fabinho's book in tonight can you begin to unpack that oh uh, well I haven't seen any replays of it so I'm just going on what I've seen at the time but <laughs> what I've seen at the time was Lamina, who'd been taking chances all night, he actually played well, to be fair, he did a lot of good things, but he was taking chances, and he took another chance, and he'd overran the ball, and we were going to win that ball, and they were in big trouble, and he knew it, and he's really lunged in, his foot's high, so his studs are up, he's out of control, and Fabinho sees him coming, and like quite rightly, Fabinho isn't exactly pulling out the tackle, but he's just trying to get out the way of being, you know, just... A, completely like wiped out so Fabinho doesn't go in as committed as Lamina's going in because he's just like trying to get out the way and it's blatantly obvious that like one it's a free kick to us two it's a yellow card minimum 
it might be worse. I've not seen a replay of it, so I don't know. But the way he's it's gone in with his... Yellow's, yellow's right, David. With, with his foot up like that, you have seen red cards, but as I say, it depends. But at minimum, it's like it's a yellow card for Lamina and it's a free kick to us. And I knew, but like just by our players' reactions, that he'd give them the foul. Straight away, like that, the play, the way our players reacted, it was like just disbelief. And I'm thinking, this soft cunt's giving them the free kick here, and then he books Fabinho. <laughs> I'm like, well, so maybe I've missed something, but apparently I haven't, because you know people who've seen it have said no. Fabinho's just trying to get out the way, and then he catches him like sort of because Lamina's just come like flying through. Um, yeah, it was just it was staggering to me, really was, but. You know, I had a I had a proper rant after that one as well. Like, I just I was going on about like, is there like some kind of cloning machine in Manchester where they're just churning out like these baldy bastard <laughs> shit referees? Because it just feels like every referee that you have these days is like some bald dickhead from Manchester. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? It's like how many of them is there? And like, you get rid of Lee Mason, you think, okay, well, there's one down, but they just keep popping up. There must be like a conveyor belt in Manchester that's just churning did you them see, out. Did you see the absolute disdain on Kloppo's face when Tierney went past him to check the uh, the monitor for VAR? I have honest seen to God, it but he doesn't just like him. Absolute, does he? absolute derision pouring off Klopp as he walks past him. He's, he's the rest. He absolutely he despises him. He clearly despises Tierney. Very funny, like no, he so got, try and catch it on the on the, the highlights. The cameras got it anyway. that time, didn't he? Like when in during COVID when you could hear what everyone was saying on the pitch at the end of games, and Klopp went up to him and he went, I've got no problems with any referees except for you. <laughs> and he's still well, getting our games. That, that's still the case, judging yeah. by the look on Klopp's face tonight. Yeah. He, he can't stand him. He's not the only one. I think Tierney did acknowledge that, in a way, in his own way, he acknowledged that he probably shouldn't have handed out that yellow card because... Fabinho had a second bookable offence about sort oh, of yeah. looking at my notes yeah. here about like oh, oh that, ten minutes before no that was unlucky that yeah, yeah. the only reason Fabinho fouled him was because that lad completely miscontrolled the ball and the ball didn't go where Fabinho was okay. about to make a challenge so that would have been ridiculously harsh if he'd have booked him for that because Fabinho's not even trying to foul him he thinks the ball's going somewhere and the lad's totally miscontrolled it and it's gone the other way and then he's just tripped him up. So that was just a complete accident, that one. All right, good stuff. Um, so should we have a quick look ahead at, at the weekend? Um, traditionally speaking, this is the game... Do we that, have to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we do. Um, it's the one that we kind of either most look forward to or most dread, along with the, the Old Trafford game um, as well. The Old Trafford game was kind of took us by surprise, really, but it was it was very much a sign of what was to come this season, wasn't it? It's like you yeah. look back on it now, and it's like it's very the season has very much followed that same pattern. So, um, does what happened tonight, uh, Paul? Does four clean sheets in a row? Does ten points from twelve? Does a host of good performances all over the field tonight, and some, um, you know progress in that department give you a good feeling going into the weekend yeah i certainly feel more positive about it and you know you take it rather you take all those all those things than not wouldn't you i mean i think um i i i just i get the feeling that the players are quietly starting to get into gear you know they're not absolutely firing but things are things are just starting to slot into place you know that there is we are exerting a bit more control over things um, individual performances are coming through. 
you know, players who'd fallen off a cliff are starting to find find some form again. I mean, I think I, I was I didn't I didn't get involved in the conversation about Fabinho earlier, but I was really struck by how Fabinho did seem much more like Fabinho tonight, uh, and on the back of a decent performance the other week as well. Um, so yeah, I think you have to be heartened by those things, but that's not to say that we take it lightly. I think I'm I'm pleased it's Anfield. I think the crowd will be up for it. That will help, but they're going to be dangerous. You know, so one of the things that we've really struggled with um, this season is, um, is 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 just in ourselves dealing with the fatigue that we've clearly been suffering from, and that's most exposed when we play against teams who play very fast um, top class football, and that's what they can do. So we need to be on it. We need to be at it physically. We need to be at it mentally. We've got to be really, really concentrating. So I think it's going to require three points on, on Sunday is going to require a real top-class Liverpool team performance. And the crowd will definitely, definitely be instrumental in that. We will have to be uh, right behind them and get the players up for it and supporting them. I mean, I just think, you know, the, the clean sheets is um, a positive factor going into it. You know, our defending has been atrocious, but to get these clean sheets in the league on the bounce... I think has to the players have to take heart from that surely, um, and and it's they, they've also got to start looking at it as something to hold on to now. I want, mm-hmm. want to see them fighting for the clean sheets. I want to see them really thinking that that's that's a that's a real achievement to come out of a game with the clean sheets, particularly against the Manx. I mean, I think Rashford um, is, is is maybe the most informed forward in the league at the moment. Um, he's got a track record of playing well against Trent. Um, and he's got all the attributes that you know have hurt us this season. So we've got to be right at it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, it's it's going to look. It's going to be a tough one, but I, I'd certainly I'm much feel much happier um, now that I that I was than I probably was feeling even a week ago um, about that game. Um, but it's it's going to be tough. I think it's definitely a game for for the grown ups. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a game to have the men back in. I, mean, I think we need to have, certainly, I'd be, definitely be leaving Canate next to Virgil for the, for the pace and power um, that, uh, that we're going to need to protect him. Robbo needs to come back in. Hendo needs to come back in. Yeah. I'd be leaving Fabinho in the middle. And then the third midfielder, there is an argument for Milner. I think no, he might go Jetson. by Chetich, though. Yeah. I think he might go by Chetich, yeah. And then the front three... Um, the front three definitely has to be Darwin left, Gakpo middle, and Mo right. I think, um, yeah. And it's and we've we've got to you know we've got to we've got to control the game. We've got to be well organised. We've got to be aggressive, um, and we've got to try and play our own game as well. Play our own football. Um, we shouldn't be overawed just because of the form that they're in and the form that we're coming out of. You know, I think and we should be looking at this. We've got to be going for three points. We we need to be winning the game. We need to be aiming yeah. to win that game on Sunday, um, and 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 hunting them down um, in terms of getting top four. Uh, that that should be our attitude, and I think it will be our attitude. I think the crowd will be behind them. You know, keep keep it keep it tight at the back. Early goal, and who knows what might happen. Um, but then we saw tonight. You know, for the first time in ages, we're getting second half goals, which was. Uh, a nice change. So, listen. At the end of the day, three points is all we want, really, on Sunday. But I, I certainly feel much more comfortable about it um, now than I would than I would have done, yeah, even a week ago. Um, I think things are just starting to feel like 
there's momentum, genuine momentum coming. Not not momentum where you're clutching at straws and trying to trying to pick out things that all fit together nicely. There are there's, there are real clear signs now that we've got these clean sheets. We've got we're starting to score. Um, you know, I think the, 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 we're controlling the game. Players are coming into individual form. Yeah, I, I think there's some good signs. Um, Dave, on paper, this is this is a nasty matchup for us. I think, like, I've watched them a few times in recent weeks, and when I say watch them, it's I watch the game until they score, and then I go fuck this, and I turn the TV over <laughs> because it's really fucking frustrating because they'll they're really good at sort of like soaking up pressure and being second best, best second best, I should say, and they're absolutely clinical on the counter going forward. And I've, they've done it umpteen times lately when I've watched them uh, against Leicester, against Leeds, against Barcelona. And um, they're just really good at it. And th- those are some of our weaknesses, really, that yeah. we've suffered from this season, like the the inability to break down stubborn teams and then just getting caught on, on fast break. And, and Paul said Rashford's probably the most informed striker in the league at the moment. You can make an argument that he's the most informed player in Europe at the moment. Like, he's absolutely flying. Um and you know they're looking good. They came from behind and won again tonight uh, against West Ham in the cup. They got silverware at the weekend. Um, the the big result against Barcelona. They are absolutely riding the crest of a wave at the moment. So it's going to be really really important on Sunday. I think that we we start well. And as Paul says as well, the the crowd's going to be instrumental in that. Yeah, it's a bad matchup for us. Like you know the whole styles make fights thing. It's like if you you want a team to play a certain way against us to be successful it's kind of just it's it's them they'd be like the, the blueprint for it at the moment things that they do well are things that we have problems with I do think we'll win the game but I think we'll have to score three goals to do it I just I don't see us keeping them out yeah yeah I don't see us keeping them out. I can see it being one of those like mad games. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree that, with that. Like, you know, we used to have those games against them, like you know, when they were better than us. They'd come mm. to Anfield, and even though they were better than us, a lot of the time, like you know, we, we'd managed to turn them over anyway, even though there was like a a, a, a golfing class at times. Well, there's not a golfing class now. I mean, we're still a team that nearly won everything last year. Yet yeah, we've not played well, but the muscle memory's still there. We've got great players. It's not a mismatch by any means, you know. That they're, they're ahead of us in the league, but I still think, like you know, on like a, a one-off basis, there's no reason why we should be able to beat them. So I'm I'm confident in that respect, but it is in the back of my mind that there's also the potential that this could go like quite badly wrong for us if we're not quite at it. You know, you, I, do, I don't you, think you can't happen. be doing I, stupid mistakes. You know, you, yeah, we've agreed. got to be mistake free because if, if, if we make stupid mistakes and give the ball away, letting them have counter attacks and stuff, we're asking for trouble and we'll probably be punished. But if we can avoid that, I think we've got enough um, to, to be able to hurt them at the other end because yeah. what Chris said's right, you know, about them soaking up pressure and that, but they, they also ride the luck a lot of times mm-hmm. and I think you can get at them. Um, so if the forwards are on it, I think we'll win the game. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll have a mayor. I don't think we'll have a mayor. I think if we lose, it'll be um, you know we'll have gone toe to toe, and the better team will have come through it. I don't. What I don't think we're going to have is a complete collapse or an embarrassment. I don't see that at all. What I am, what I do think might be coming, and I feel like I've probably said this about three or four times this season at least. Ten nil. I just. I just you're not with the ten. I just I, I just feel I just feel like I just feel like coming. things things are going to click for Darwin. I think it could be a big game for Darwin on Sunday. 
I just get that that you know he's it's the point we were making before. Chris was talking about how he buzzes off Anfield and he buzzes off yeah. the crowd and and he likes he, he loves hearing his name chanted and and we're we're all trying to will him on, aren't we? Yeah. The whole the whole of the ground is desperate for him to really 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 get fired. It's like we, it feels like we're right on the cusp of having a, a, a new proper cult hero. Um, it's not quite there yet. We just need the goals to fly, and I feels it just start feels like the stage. This is could there be the him, yeah. The Sunday. stage is yeah. there. This could be the game that makes his name. You know, it really gets him going. Yeah. Do you oh, remember I'm that game you. when I'm with you? I, you know, a hat trick against the Manx that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That would be really nice. I, I, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, we, we just any of us would would would, would take a, a um, you know a, a, a scruffy one nil at this stage, but. I, I don't. Th- I don't. Th- what I don't think we're going to get is we're, we're not going to get an embarrassment from Liverpool. I think we're coming out of that stage now. What we, I'm not saying that we're going to get a fully functioning, fully firing Liverpool, but I don't think we're going to get an embarrassment. Um, and I think we're going to get a team that will put up a fight and give a good account of itself. Whether that's enough to win or not, I don't know. But I think if the forwards click and particularly Darwin clicks, I think we'll win. What we need is the Real Madrid first half. And then what without like sustained, without yeah. the mistakes. Yeah, sustained. Yeah. Performance yeah, like that without the mistakes and And the energy that, stays up as well. That we yeah. don't we don't just we can't have this, that complete fall away in energy. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Um and I was quite pleased that Hendo didn't come on for very long today because I think we're gonna need Hendo on Sunday. Um I was I was pleased he only what did, did he do ten minutes or so today when yeah, he came on? It wasn't like that, wasn't yeah. much, was it? You know, I really feel like we're gonna we're gonna need a strong ninety minutes out of Hando on Sunday. I think so. Um, yeah, that was good tonight that we didn't overplay him, or at least a strong seventy-five. I don't know whether we'll get ninety, but you know, just I agree that he's going to be really important. But these are games where he always does well. You know, for all like the criticism that Hendo gets, and some of it's justified because he he's playing too much and he can't do it. You know, he's playing too many games and he's no longer capable of producing his level when he's playing as often as he is. But if he manages games and he's playing like, you know, once a week or, or you know, big games, like, you, know, you always know he's going to be great in a derby game. Play Henderson against Everton, he's going to be the best player on the pitch, like, more often than not. Those games are where he comes into his own. So I'm expecting a big performance from him on Sunday. But the problem with Hendo is, like, you know, we've overplayed him. So I'm glad he didn't play tonight, and yet he got like ten minutes at the end, whatever. Yeah, it was the right thing yeah. to do to leave him out because you cannot yeah. keep wheeling him out playing all yeah. these games. It's going to it impact his performance. So, did you see? Did you see since the start of last season? I think tonight was. I think I might get this slightly wrong, but it's only wrong by one or two. I think tonight was his ninety-sixth appearance since the start of last season for club and country, mm. which is just insane, isn't it? For a player of his age, it's absolutely insane. It's quite clearly taken its toll. And I think a few weeks ago, I can't remember whether it was you said or someone else on the pod, Dave, he needs to be thrown in the towel with England, I think, now. He Definitely, shouldn't be playing yeah. any more England games. Yeah. He's got to be fully... Because I think he could sustain his Liverpool career for, a, for years to come. Obviously, there'd be diminishing returns. He'd play less. He'd move more into the Milner the Milner role. But he can continue to be a really, really important player for us and captain for a good few years yet. But he's got to curtail all that international football. You know, because his body can't handle it. So yeah, he's effectively had a week off going into the United game. I think that's really important. Maybe we just keep them around the England squad just to tap up Bellingham for now, and then once <laughs> yeah, Bellingham comes yeah. in, Hendo's like, "Yeah, my work's <laughs> yeah. done. I'm retiring done. from England now." <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll do nice. I mean, you know, he, by the same token, he's also secured his successor as well. So it's like, 
Yeah. My work is double done. Um, he's, he's maybe there just to, to keep the Man City players away from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who do you think is our most important? I think, you know, Paul might have made his point clear that it might be Darwin on Sunday, but who do you think is our most important player this weekend, Dave? Uh, Trent. Yeah. Yeah, good shout. He's good not going to directly be up against Rashford. I mean, they might play Rashford centre forward rather than on the left. I mean, I think the I sensible they do. thing I'd for them. Did. Yeah, the smart thing for them to do is to, is to play him on the left because that's that's where the space is against us. Um, but Trent's not going to be man for man marking him. Trent's still going to do his thing. He's going to be up the pitch, and it'll be Canate who's who's tasked with doing that. Because you know, Trent didn't really come up against Vinicius Junior that much. It was it was mainly Joe Gomez, no, wasn't true. it? Like you know the, the way we play, but yeah, Trent true, is yeah. still going to be vitally important because he is going to have to do some defending um, against Rashford if he's on that side, and he's also our most creative force as well. So yeah, we, a big game from Trent on Sunday is like really important for us, I think. Speaking of going forward, though, he's probably going to get a little bit more freedom than he's than he's been accustomed to because Rashford, like, say what you want about him going forward, he doesn't track back at all. No. Like, he's he's kind of lazy on that front and um, he'll just hang out in those spaces and hurt you then. But, like, hopefully we can we can do some damage of our own in that department. Um, Paul, I'm thinking that on Sunday we, we might need a performance as... I mean, we're probably going to need our biggest performance of the season, I think. Like, equal to, if yeah, not agreed. better than... That, that Man City game back in October or whatever it was. Oh, def- definitely, you know, yeah. A million yeah, years absolutely. ago. I, I th- and no doubt, Chris, I think it will. It, if we're going to get a result, uh, sorry, if we're going to get a win, it will have to be our best performance of the season. Uh, and probably by some distance as well. Um, you know, we're going to have to be uh, right at it. it, it yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And definitely our biggest challenge of the season so far, I think. Um, for all the reasons that you laid out before, they're absolutely banging form. They're dangerous, and they're a little bit like their strengths fit our weaknesses, as uh, as I think Dave was saying. Yeah. Um, but but I just come back to the point I made when you first um, asked me to comment on on Sunday, is that you know you asked me about the, the little all the little positives. Do they add up too much? I think they do. I do feel that we are now coming out of that sort of horror stage of the season, and we're we're now finding a bit of a groove. We're not fully firing. I think that's that's clear. But we're not, you know, it, it, you know, we're moving away from that that sort of embarrassing, shambolic. It's a mess. What the hell's going on stage? And I think maybe I'm damning us with faint praise here, but uh, I, I I do feel like there's a co- there's a real coherence coming now, and I think that can be galvanised with a, a you know a big match at Anfield with the crowd behind us on Sunday. I, I, do, I just think the crowd will be so important because we will be right up for it because pride's at stake. We yeah, know what a season we've time. had. And the last thing any of us want is that lot coming to our place and taking three points. As you know, p- potentially they could still be going for the title. I know it's not I know it's not likely. I don't think I don't think they're gonna win the league. I think it's still between the top two. But it's they, I definitely think listen to Ten Hag talking um the other day. He he thinks the title's on. He he's 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 going for more trophies this season, including the title. Um so the last thing we want to be doing is rolling over for them, um, as they uh, as they try and uh, try and win the league. So no, I I think we'll be right up for it, and the players will respond. And I think the players will. I I think I, I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident we'll put in a good performance on Sunday. Whether it's enough to win, we'll we'll have to see. But I think I think it'll go well for us. Yeah. 
I mean, the point you made about pride is um, is a really big one because all of our pride has suffered a lot this season. Look at where they are now and look at where we are and look at how that was a year ago when they came to Anfield and we just made an absolute mockery of them and beat them 4-0 and played them off the park and it could have been worse at 9-0 season aggregate and it's yeah. kind of now they're the ones going for the four trophies and we're the ones who aren't in anything. So I think the the players will think that they, they owe us this one a little bit. Like they're going to be unbelievably up for this and if they can control their emotions. And, you know, you said we're not fully flying yet. Wouldn't Sunday just be a great time to do it? Like, yeah, it really would. Just to hit top gear for perhaps really only the second or third time this season and, and you know, really give us some of that pride back and make that one a little bit more of an even keel as we move into the final stage of the season. Um, Dave, is there anything else that you want to add about Sunday before we, we call it a night? We've gone over an hour here. so Yeah, no, just what you said there. Um, I think the Real Madrid performance, the first half, we were flying in that, that first half. That was the best we played in a long time. That's what we need. If we play like that, you know, without the stupid and sustain it. Yeah. I, you don't you, you can't sustain it for 90 minutes. Like even when we were at our best we didn't do that. We still had lulls in games. But when we have lulls now, a lot of the time that's when we end up conceding and it, and it's like we're not taking advantage of of the high moments and then when we have those low moments that's when we're most vulnerable. So we've just got to be careful when when the the tempo drops and take advantage when the tempo's high. And if we do that, I think we'll win the game. If we don't, it's going to be a, a long day. All right, nice. Paul, anything else? No, mate, just, just to be, I'm actually quite looking forward to it in that kind of nervy way you get before big games. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I'd be saying that even before tonight, really. But I am actually quite looking forward to it now. I just, you know, bring it on. Let's twat those bastards. Let's come on. Let's <laughs> let's go for it. Let's let's really go for it. You know what I mean? Let's let's recover some pride this season and show what we're about. We're not a shambles. We're not the mess that that everyone has, has had us down as. I I there's plenty left to play for for well, us this if season. If we win on um, Sunday, we'll get fourth. And yeah, re- no doubt. The reason I'm saying no that is, I think Klopp said it himself the other day that there's um, there was 45 points to play for. That was before tonight. So yeah. forty five points, and I was looking at the table and like what you normally need for fourth, and it's normally seventies normally enough. Sometimes it's a bit less, sometimes it's a, it's a little bit more, but generally seventy would do it. But this year, Tottenham are fourth at the moment. Tottenham have lost eight times this season. They've lost eight yeah. games and the fourth. So Tottenham at this rate, they're going to lose a few more games. You're probably looking at like mid sixties is going to get you fourth place. So we've got 45 points to play for, 42 now because we picked three up tonight. Prior to tonight, I was looking at the 45 thinking 30, 32 is probably going to be enough. And that doesn't sound like that difficult to do if you just up your game a bit. Because it's like mm-hmm. as shit as we've been, we're like we're right there. We're not far off. As shit as we've been, look how close we are to Newcastle, who are having a apparently great season. And look where we are. We're right on Newcastle's coattails, despite being shit all season. So if we go... And we're getting the clean sheets, and the forwards are starting to score, and it just feels yeah. like the the bandwagon's starting to roll. We only to need to get a bit better. We don't need to be yeah. like at, yeah. at 100 points a season level. We don't need that. We just need to be better than we have been. And I also think it's getting close to that time now. Uh, where Diaz is going to be back, and I think that's massive. I really think that's absolutely massive getting him back. Assuming he comes back 
and doesn't have any setbacks and he hits the ground running, that makes a massive difference to us. It really does. It just gives us so it many does, options. Yeah. You know, because then you've got like your bench options. You're gonna have games where maybe Darwin's on the bench or Gakpo's on the bench. It it just or Diaz on the bench. It just gives you like options to change things around and the options that we haven't had. And like that unpredictability. You know, I keep going on about like if Darwin's not playing, I don't even want to watch us because it's just so dull. Well, Diaz coming back changes that completely because it's like if Darwin's not playing, but you've got Diaz, well, you're fine. You've still got like that, you know, unpredictability, that explosiveness, someone who can just do something out of nothing. And then if you've got both of them and then your third player's Mo, you know, that is your front three. You know, that, that should be enough to get fourth, really should. But I think Sunday is is the game that really will kickstart it. If we win that, I'm not not worried at all about fourth. I, I've been confident we get fourth all season, really, because I just keep thinking it can't carry on like this. And we're going to get better at some point. And it, it does feel like we're starting to, to come out of it. We've still got a long way to go, but Sunday would be... Ideal chance to just to really get us back on track, you know. Big just win really galvanise us, wouldn't yeah, it? It would big, really galvanise, boosts everyone's spirits and that, and and sets up the rest of the season. And then maybe like yeah. you know we win that, then maybe we can start looking at the Bernabeu and thinking, what well, you know, four nils like you know. <laughs> listen, listen, no, just a listen, quick point on we... that, right? I just want to say one one quick point on that. I, I'm not saying we're going to the Bernabeu and winning, but. I'd completely forgotten about it until it was Courtois mentioned it in an interview. And like they said, oh, is this tie over? And he went, well, no, because we were 3-0 down to Chelsea at home last season. And I was like, fucking hell, yeah, I forgot about that. Chelsea went there and went 3-0 up. Now, it didn't end well for them. You know, like Madrid did what they do and like they did enough to go through. But, you know, Chelsea went there and scored, like got themselves to 3-0 up, scored three goals. So, you know, Diaz might be back for that and we'll, we'll see. Dave, oh, if we batter the Manx on Sunday, I'm coming on this pod with Lyles in me by the time I get home talking about the league title, mate, so never mind, just hey, win the European Cup. And I t- well, I'll tell you something else, Paul. If we do go to... If, if we if, if we beat United and we go to Madrid and we start doing that, I'm going to be giving it the... See, that's why I wanted to draw them. I told you, and you wouldn't listen. <laughs> oh, man, you two, for God's sake, you've done such a great job on rounding that off then. And I was uh, sitting here purring, sitting here purring, <laughs> waiting to wrap it up with... Oh, your big win's going to... The weekend's going to galvanise us. And move us towards our goal of fourth place. And here you guys are talking about league titles and fucking winning 4 0 in the Bernabeu. Would you rather me be talking about Pele Softcock? <laughs> God damn it. I forgot about that. You died. <laughs> All right. Pele Softcock. Soft penis. <laughs> you guys are dicks. All right. Are we soft dicks? <laughs> My air conditioning just kicked in there and ruined ruined the audio there as well. So sorry about that. Hey, anyway, soft penises or hard penises? Um, we've got a big game to look forward to at the weekend. <laughs> big game to look forward to at the weekend. Uh, Man United come to Anfield, and uh, yeah, as the lad said, hopefully we can get a big win there, galvanise us moving forward to the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, and maybe we'll go and win four 0 on the Bernabeu as well. Um, yeah, we're all looking forward to that one. A great win for the Reds tonight. Some good performances all over the field. Um, lots to feel good about. Uh, yeah, let's hope that continues into the weekend. Dave and the boys will be back straight after the game on Sunday. But until then, we'll catch you soon.
best word I can say, but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this? It was really good.